Hello and welcome to the Untitled Car Show. Hello and welcome to the Untitled Car Show. I'm your host, Ike. Um, so we're, again, it's been a hectic little bit, so I don't want to get too much into the personal stuff and all that, but we'll be, you know, hopefully back regular schedule-ish here soon. So my plan is I think I'm going to put out an episode today on Tuesday, on Thursday, and then Saturday is going to be the plan. So uh, I got my Track Monkey Apparel T-shirts. I think everyone else should have gotten them by now as well. Um, again, if you want a sticker to go along with that, um, send me a picture of you in the shirt. I'll uh, get your address, and I will get it out, get the stickers out to you. So that's uh, preferably at the Twitter at Untitled Car Show works best, or um, on the Instagram again at Untitled Car Show, or Facebook at Untitled Car Show. So um, very exciting. Uh, Freddie Travaris Hernandez did a episode about getting super sweaty in the Aston Martin, and he did a he did it in the Untitled Car Show shirt, which was very awesome of him. So shout out to Freddie there. If you haven't checked out his video, go check it out. Um, it, it's exciting. It's different seeing merch out and about there. So I'm, I'm very excited to see, you know, if and when I run into it in the wild. Um, I'm not sure if that's quite ever going to happen, but you never know. So why not hope? Um, uh, we had torrential downpour here today, and I witnessed something I never witnessed. So Again, if you're new to the show, one of the things that confounds my brain is there's people who drive in Maryland who, when it snows or it rains, they put on their hazards on the highway and they do, you know, 35 miles per hour. So it's not like they don't have their lights on or anything like that. It's just kind of like they're letting you know that it's raining by turning on their hazards or that it's snowing. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Whatever. So I have had it pointed out that, you know, maybe because they're traveling slowly, they're going to turn on their hazards because some states require you to turn on your hazards. If you're on that, because if it's everyone on the road, like that's a semi-truck thing. That's if you're going uphill. You'll see that scientifically. You're headed uphill. Speed limit will be like, 70 miles per hour, the truck speed limit will be 55 miles per hour, and it'll say, hey, at if you're going under 45 miles per hour, use your flashers. What they're really talking about is they're talking to the um, trucks going up that hill because they don't have the force to do it. Because it's a steep grade, whatever. Not, hey, dipshits with your um, idiotic way of uh, you know, driving when it's inclement weather, if it's just like drizzly. I've seen it when it's sunny, to be perfectly honest. And that's just mind-boggling me. But I saw something today I'd never seen before. So I was on just like a normal, like, road, like two lanes going one way, two lanes going the other way, split medium, traffic lights, 50-mile-per-hour speed limit. No, not even. It was 45-mile-per-hour speed limit. And... I was going, I turned right, and I see someone 
with their hazards on. And I go, all right, that's a bit odd, but maybe they're on slick tires or, you know, there's something wrong with their car and they just need to get it somewhere, and that's kind of their way of letting people know, hey, something might go wrong with my car. But then they get into the left lane and then they get into the right lane and they're not going slowly. They're doing 50 miles per hour. I'm like, that is a dumbass doing that. And then another car, you know, 45 miles per hour, 45-mile-per-hour zone, left lane, hazard time. Like, what in the hell is going on? So I don't understand that. It boggles my mind. Yes, headlights on or windshield wipers on, headlights on, understand that. If it's you have a hazard, you need to pull off. I don't think people understand what the hazard lights are for. That's not I've detected a hazard let me turn these on, which is what I think a lot of these people are doing. It's, you know, driving one-on-one. Hazard lights are for I've had to pull off to the side of the road because I'm having an issue, therefore I'm a hazard to other drivers. If you're driving with your hazards on, you're just announcing that you're a hazard to other drivers and therefore shouldn't be on the road. You know, hazards on. Pull off to the ro- pulled off to the side. I think that's what needs to happen. And I challenge anyone to come up with a good reason to just drive around with your hazards on, um, just because it's less than perfect conditions outside. I mean, don't get it wrong. It was torrential downpour, um, and my Fiesta, you know, very concerned about it, just sucking up water. I do like in this car, unlike other cars. So my Saturn, um, the air intake was down near the bottom of the um, cowl up front. So almost at at the um, complete bottom of the trim, below the bumper, basically. That's what I was trying to say. Whereas this car, it's got uh, closer to the – you can still see a little bit of Volvo's presence in this uh, vehicle because it's got a little – intake that goes up and over and basically right where the hood meets the bumper. There's like a little jump piece that goes up over the uh, support and it sucks in cold air from up there. So it's well above the water line. So I don't really have to worry about it, but there were moments where it was like turn around, don't drown sort of deals. Like the D.C. metropolitan area will always bog my mind for they don't have the appropriate infrastructure to handle the people who drive here, and they don't have the appropriate infrastructure for the rain that happens fairly frequently every year. Like, it's a fairly common occurrence when there's just normal rain. Like, I'm not talking, like, hurricane-type rain. I'm not talking – I got it like a bit of a Wayne rain thing going on. Anyway, a W thing. It's – these flood, these streets, they flood when it's just like an inch an hour, whatever, a half an inch an hour. They just flood, and the local radio station, the local traffic reports are just like, yeah, such and such road's flooded, it's impassable. We got this road, it's flooded, it's impassable. Um, you know, this interstate's impassable. Just like as if it's nothing. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That happens once in, like, the civilized world, and you should fix it. I get it. If you're rural Alabama and you have a road that goes down near a river 
and you know only Skeeter and like Daryl use it like once every fortnight. Like fine, let that road flood every now and again because no one's really going to be impacted by it. But these are not like little roads. These are like interstates and main through roads in the D.C. metropolitan area, which is already the worst traffic in terms of just infrastructure to demand in the country at least. So it's just mind-boggling to me that we like allow that to happen in the nation's capital. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, you know, you just need to get better. It's not really such a matter of the roads need to be redesigned. It's just you need the sewer and the uh, storm system to be adequate to it. And I don't understand why it's not. Like, where I live, so I live on a little hill. Um, so picture a little hill, like you walk in the front door and you're at grade, um, which if you're not familiar with that term, that means you're at the ground. So front door is basically ground level. But the back door in the basement is also at ground level. So, you know, it's a little bit of a hill that the house sits on. The um, There's a sump pump, you know, a typical house. Uh, if you're not familiar, if you are not a homeowner or if you're just not familiar with this concept or whatever, uh, bottom of your house, there's a hole that if your house floods, is like the lowest point in your house. So all the water we collect there and it gets pumped up and out. So uh, it kind of, it sits down below, like if you have a basement, for example, cut a hole in the basement and the concrete, you put plastic lining around it, you put it down into bedrock so that any water that's at the table gets sucked up by that and shot out. So like the house we had before was um, right next to the water. So, cause it's really hard to get away from that in Maryland. So house we had before was right at the water. It was a raised foundation. It didn't have a basement, but it's the same concept. It's, you got your gravel in your crawl space, you dig a hole, you know, surround it with plastic sheeting, put the sump pump down there, and any water that's, you know, going to mess your foundation in the um, area, it sucks it all out. So that's what we have at the house. But because the builders, it's a new house, have to also plan ahead for, you know, the foundation and settling and all that stuff, which our house has settled because Maryland and you sit on sand, um, especially where we're at, the um, house um, has a set of, I just had a thought that I'll get to. So there's a couple of grates out in the backyard, which are below grade, but because it's, or not below grade, but they're, if you picture where the house sits, the house is on a little bit of a hill, so it's like a sleeping angle away from it, but because that water can get down into the gravel and the bedrock and come back over and mess the foundation, um, it gets pumped up and out and our water pumps actually into the sewer and then there's an overflow, you know, in case it starts pumping up and over and out. So I just had a thought. So I don't know if I talked about this at all a little bit a while ago. So we had um, a water pipe that was damaged when the house was built. Um, by Verizon when they came by they dug a hole 
um, using a machine, and they damaged our water pipe. And it wasn't a big issue until it was, which is how these things kind of are. So they just, like, nicked it ever so slightly. And when they pulled the pipe out and handed it to us, they went, uh, you know, the water repair guy, he went, it was probably didn't break until fairly recently, but it was probably always leaking a little bit. So I just have the thought of, like, our foundation has settled more than it should have um, in the five or six years that the house has been around that's been built. So that's being on the other side of the house where all this plumbing and everything is not existing. So that probably could have contributed to that matter. So I don't know if the house, like, suddenly collapses because of a sinkhole. Uh, it's Verizon's fault when they installed the files. So if if I happen to go out in that and you read in the news, way, way, way back in the news that, you know, <laughs> minor podcast person, Ike dies and sinkhole accident. It's Ryzen's fault. So, um, yeah, that's what's going to my infrastructure. So, you know, you have, you have to plan and think about what you're going to do and how you're going to build it. When you build a house, you have to plan out for these things. When you build a city, I get DC is an older city. It's not Wichita, Kansas. It's not, you know, Chicago, St. Louis, one of those cities where they've only been around for less than, you know, a couple hundred years. DC has been around for a while. But on the flip side of that, the city's grown steadily, so you have to plan ahead and go, okay, this is where we're going to put the sewer and this is where we're going to put all the proper stuff. And it just boggles my mind that a it would be like if Phoenix, Arizona didn't plan for heat. Like, or if when if Chicago didn't plan for snow, or Buffalo didn't plan for snow. Now there's a difference, like, we're not like Buffalo in which Buffalo just gets inundated with so much snow that it's almost impossible to plan for. You just kind of have to deal with it. As opposed to you know, like mm, Seattle, they get a ton of rain all the time. So they kind of have a system that has to be built for it. DC, you get it every now and again, but you still have, you can plan for it. You're not being overwhelmed with it. I don't know. It's crazy to me. Uh, that's my little, how do you get from flashers and all that to that? So, but the Volvo project's coming along well. So it's sitting up on its, permanent engine mounts, so I'm going to solid weld or solid welded the engine mounts to the frame of the car. Um, it's not putting enough, out enough torque where that's going to be an issue from everything I've read. So it's sitting up on its own mounts. It's level. It's in there. Uh, the electrical's coming along. I just got to find an ECU now. Um, and I got, a, I got adapters for the fuel that I got to get smaller ones. So I bought fuel adapters to just extend the hose out to run to the existing fuel system. And I got to get a smaller diameter one because of the ones that the Audi system has are smaller than I initially thought. So I must have measured outside diameter instead of inside diameter. So if you picture it's like a little brass fitting, it's about three inches long and it's got a, a couple of like wedges on the outside of it and you kind of put it in clamp it down and it won't come out because it's clamped down under its own like 
like the way it bends, it forms a permanent seal so no gas can escape. Um, so I got to get injectors still, um, and that's pretty much it. So I got the injectors, I got the fuel system, the wiring system, all that coming across. Um, and then I'm sure I'm missing something, but oh, I got to get the adapter plate and some other stuff. But I should be getting close to firing it up. So I'm hoping, knock on wood, uh, first week of September, fire it up. So we're still kind of on track for where we want to be for the Lemons Rally um, in terms of that. The seating position, so I'm curious if anyone else out there has a better idea for this. So I'm going to put the Porsche seats on the uh, Volvo rails, but I need a better way of mounting it because uh, right now the Porsche seat doesn't track forward or backwards. So it's a bit of an issue, especially I'm 6'2", and if someone else wants to drive the car and they're smaller, it's going to be an issue. And everyone's smaller than me for some reason. So um, that's what I'm kind of like, well, um, and I'm not quite sure why. but if, So the reason I'm using the Volvo seat rails is because they have the seat belt and the uh, mounting all together. So like the belt clip is mounted into that and it mounts firmly to the ground and it's nice and secure and I don't feel like there's any risk of you know in a crash I don't think that belt's going anywhere everything will stay where it's going to be and I kind of like the idea of using the stock safety equipment for that now the steering wheel is not going to have the airbag anymore because I don't know how to wire that in so we're going to move the steering wheel up out of the way. We're putting a collapsible steering column in there so that way it doesn't come up and just, you know, hit you in the face when you're driving it, which is actually the steering column from the Porsche. Um, so that will work. Um, well, it, it's an interesting problem solving. Just kind of go at it. And what I'm learning is you can sit there and you can work on one problem at a time and kind of go through it that way, um, which is the proper way to do it. Or you can kind of scatterbrain it and work on this part and that part and then go back this back. And that works well for me, except for you kind of lose track of what you've done and what you haven't done. So I'm going to take a little bit more systematic approach to this than I have in the past and kind of just get at it. And part of the thing is because I'm trying to go a little bit more full force into that. I really haven't been able to, you know, free time is at a premium. So, but I'm getting a thing through the day job, which will make that easier. So hopefully make that easier. So more free time at better hours and blah, 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 you know, of when and where and how and everything's going. So hopefully that'll take effect and you'll see something mid-ish September. Um, maybe early October. So um, I don't want to do a super long episode today. So um, again, I'm going to put out a Thursday episode, so look out for that Thursday episode. Um, if you like what you hear, you know, please tell a friend, tell a loved one, tell a coworker, um, and, you know, follow us everywhere at Untitled Car Show. And, you know, really have a good night, have a good evening, whatever time it is there where you're listening. Please be safe out there.